1: Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock.
2: All right, folks, welcome to Auto Talk Radio this morning. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock, and the house with me is nobody. Kevin went deer hunting, so he's in Ohio visiting family, actually, and hanging out. Uh, Tis the season. It's, we're heading up on uh, Christmas. I uh, Hope everybody had an amazing Thanksgiving. We just rolled through, right, uh, um Hope everybody's Thanksgiving was good. Plenty of food. It's the the one holiday of the year. You have nothing to worry about but to hang out with family and eat a lot of food. So uh, how could you go wrong with that holiday, huh? What a great one. Um, But uh, hopefully everybody had an enjoyable one. Uh, Made it through Friday, and here we're on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, Everybody doing their thing, so I hope uh, you're all enjoying yourselves out there. We appreciate you joining me this morning here at Auto Talk Radio where uh, we're, we're uh, happy to talk about anything automotive-related. we got a couple subjects we're going to deal with today. Um, main topic is uh, direct-injected vehicles, gasoline direct-injection, which uh, has become very popular uh, with vehicles these days, new, new vehicles, uh, for a lot of good reasons. Uh, and we will be discussing uh, uh, direct-injection stuff, along with anything else automotive-related you folks want to call in and talk about. 18883441170 that's 18883441170 anything automotive related i'm happy to talk to you about um so just in just the the high topic and we're we're also going to talk a little bit about some uh, um um EV stuff as far as electrical electric vehicle stuff some stuff that's come up um but the just uh direct injection uh uh and The reason I picked this topic is there's uh, so many great things but uh, uh, there, as far as uh, um, what you get out of it. But the reason for direct injection these days is uh, high power, low specific fuel consumption, low emissions, low noise, uh, better drive comfort. Uh, let me tell you, if you drive a, a port-injected vehicle versus a direct-injected vehicle, I'll tell you what, you definitely know the output when you put the same size four-cylinder, six-cylinder, whatever eight cylinder up against it um there's a big change as far as that goes in in, in what kind of uh, output you get out of it power and and fuel consumption and emissions and and just drivability all around so um there are only a couple downfalls to it but we will get into those and everything else uh as far as that goes um but good stuff happy to talk to, about anything automotive related though give us a call one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. 344 1170 i did want to hit a couple topics um Um, one is, is, and I keep, keep an eye on different things going, but, uh, I was reading an article, um, just recently about Tesla. Everybody, you know, as far as EVs, Tesla's kind of been on the cutting edge as far as that goes, uh, the, and, uh, this article is from November 19th and vehicles from Tesla and electric sport utilities from rival brands are among the least reliable models sold in the United States, to be honest with you, which I had no idea of. A lot of Teslas go back, obviously Tesla services them, um, so most of them have been under war- warranty. But based on a report from Consumer Reports, a nonprofit organization that uh, evaluates products and services, Tesla ranked 27th out of 28 brands, and there's so many of them on the road. If, if you're talking about EVs, you know, as far as that goes, I mean, they're quite popular. Uh, electric SUVs as a vehicle category is the absolute bottom in terms of re- reliability. Uh, and this is all from Consumer Reports uh, Director of Vehicle Testing. Jake Fisher said Thursday during a presentation to Detroit Automotive Press Association. so this this came out this a week ago. Uh, electric SUVs as a vehicle category is the absolute bottom in terms of reliability. Uh, Consumer Reports Director of Vehicle Testing uh, stated. Uh, the top ranked brand over on the survey was Lexus believe it or not and 8 of the top 10 uh scoring brands were Japanese so interesting stuff uh uh as far as that that goes you know always good stuff to uh talk about as far as that goes um there's a couple other things in here that they had mentioned uh uh make and model reliability uh, for just regular vehicles Uh, Toyota these days is top and the top, along with Acura in number two. Hyundai, Honda, Mitsubishi, Subaru, Buick, Mercedes, Lexus, and Nissan. So, uh, the vehicle, this is interesting. The vehicle makes with the lowest average check engine light-related cost in 2018, were Mazda is number one, Kia, Dodge, Hyundai obviously going down as... Chrysler, Jeep, Chevy, Volkswagen, Honda, Toyota. Huh. These the the vehicle makes with the lowest average check engine light related repair costs those were, the vehicles with the lowest check engine light related repair frequency. Huh. The Audi Q5 is number one. That's I've that's amazing. Uh, two, and that's 2016. Uh, and then the Honda Civic, Subaru two more hondas the cr and the hr uh, the gmc acadia these are actually uh, make and models that uh so interesting and then it goes into 2006 different uh, years as far as that goes boy they got a lot of information this this information all came from the car md so um good information about uh and you can find this yourself um and according to carmd These 10-ranked vehicles found to have the lowest average repair cost among the variety of 9,030 different year-make and model vehicles today. The Hyundai Tucson 2017. The Hyundai Accent. Hyundai and Kia are really up there as far as uh, the Kia Rio um, 2016. The 14 Prius. This one amazes me. The 17 Mitsubishi Mirage. Seems like every time I see a Mitsubishi, there's something major wrong with it, though. Two (laughs) thousand. 2017 Kia Soul, 16 Kia Forte, Hyundai Tucson, Hyundai Santa Fe Sport, Toyota Forerunner number 10, 2017. So, interesting. Just interesting information when it comes to vehicles and and, uh, and that as far as it goes. Uh, huh. Always interested in these things and, uh, and it's very good information for you folks if you're purchasing a vehicle or even purchasing a used vehicle cuz some of these vehicles are 2017-2018. So, out there looking for that. But yeah, so Tesla is ranked uh, uh as far as uh satisfaction and and problems uh 27 out of 28 when it comes to uh reliable uh EV electric vehicles. It's good stuff to know far as that goes all right folks give me a call here anything automotive related One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. 344 1170 that's 888-344-1170 um, happy to talk to you about all kinds of automotive related things uh, and information such as that and great information uh, that uh, goes along with that and we got some other things to talk about today too as we go through um, but direct injection and, and, and why the manufacturers have switched to this so uh one reason is environmentally obviously we're pull po- increasing uh the price of fuel uh we're trying to reduce the uh improving the engine efficiency uh engines with carburetors did not hold the air fuel ratio close to stoichiometric at different working conditions and we talk about this uh we talked about this in different times all the time uh Electronic port fuel injection systems instead of, of fuel sensor carbure have been used since 1980s, as we talked about. And fuel injection systems induced air can be metered precisely and the fuel is injected in the manifold to, to air amount by using the lambda sensor in the exhaust, which is uh, basically air fuel ratio sensor, oxygen sensor, uh, two different styles of sensors that do that. Uh, to help hold help hold a s- stable value, keep uh, the air fuel stoichiometric. I mean that's what the whole fuel induction ser- system is about. Whether it be carbureted, um, which wasn't near as efficient, obviously, uh, or you know port fuel injected or direct injected, like we're using now on a lot of vehicle. Um, you know you can kind of each t- step we've made helps get keep the system more stoichiometric, and which it basically that is stoichiometric is is what they call the optimum fuel air ratio is what we're looking for uh which makes gives the most power least emissions best burn cleanest everything as far as that goes um fuel systems without electronic control it is impossible to comply with the uh, obviously increasing emissions and in legislation and in, in legislation. <laughs> um, if a poor fuel injection system is compared with a carburetor system uh here are some of the advantages just going to port um not direct injection but just port over a carburetor lower exhaust emissions increased volumetric efficiency and therefore increased output power torque the carburetor venturi prevent air and in turn volumetric efficiency decrease uh, the low specific fuel consumption in the engine with a carburetor fuel cannot be delivered the same amount with the same air fuel ratio per cycle for each cylinder. It's just not very, carburetors weren't very efficient at all. I mean, they served a purpose for quite a while, but they, they just weren't efficient in emissions and and in, in fuel consumption and power and keeping everything even per cylinder. Uh, the more rapid engine response changes in the throttle position increase uh the drive comfort it would it would change obviously with a carburetor for the noise also decreases uh when you go to fuel injection uh versus carburetor uh, as far as that goes with engine drivability and options so uh though the port fuel systems had some advantage it cannot be meet continuously increase the demands of, of about performance emission so once again it that's why we've gone to direct uh injection electronic control gasoline direct injection systems were started to be used instead of uh, port fuel injection systems in the late 90s on certain vehicles. Um, It's gotten a lot better, that's for sure, as far as that goes. Uh, The performance and exhaust emissions of uh, gasoline direct injected engines uh, are just amazing. It gives uh, GDI does give a number of features though, which cannot be realized with port fuel injection. Um, so this is why a lot of manufacturers have decided to go and and so the difference between where the injectors located when you're so uh, port fuel injection, the injectors located in the intake manifold right before um, the uh, intake valve. So it's actually in the intake manifold. And right before, as the air enters, it picks up the fuel, swirls in the combustion chamber, the valve closes, and then you, you ignite it with the spark plug and you get combustion. Um, direct injection, the injector is actually inside the combustion chamber. Um, so as the air comes in, the fuel is injected directly in there. So there's p- better atomization, which is mixture of the fuel and air. And therefore, we get a better burning and all that and a lot uh, better uh, um, as far as that goes. So, all right, folks, give us a call here. We're talking about uh, multiple different things when it comes to uh, uh, um, automotive stuff today, but we'll talk to you about anything. one 344 1170 That's 888-344-1170. We'll take your calls. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. We're going to take our first break and we'll be right back after these messages. Hi, right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Barasok. Appreciate you joining us this morning on this uh, Saturday morning right after Thanksgiving. Do you want to remind folks, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido, AAA approved and star certified for over 28 years taking care of folks up in uh, North County along with uh, West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified taking care of folks in East County for over eight years now, long time. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right in Central San Diego. AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks over there for over four years. And our newest uh, location, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall, right in the Golden Triangle, across from the station over here. AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks uh, over there for over two years now. All of us uh, at the West Automotive Group, me, myself, my employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason, we all believe in the same philosophy, and that is we never put money ahead of people, very important to us. Stop in to have your vehicle service repair and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. Uh, The West Automotive Group is proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs on approved credit. Stop in, talk to one of the managers or advisors. They can get you all set up on one of these cards. And it's not a one-time thing. You can use it anytime you need your vehicle serviced or repaired. And like I said, it, you can use 6 months interest. It stretches it out. You don't have to pay for it all at one time. Uh, there is no interest, so it's the same as using cash. But uh, uh can really uh, give you some relief on uh, bigger repairs or services. Great to have. And also free, keeps your other credit cards free. Rolling into Christmas, you're going to need that money for the children so you can buy them all their presents that you need to get them this year. Um, So a good way to go. Uh, You can also take advantage of our sure care transmission diagnosis. Uh, If you think you're having a transmission problem, get your vehicle in. Let our experts uh, diagnose it and figure it out. We see all too many repairs on vehicles for things uh, that are are not uh, transmission related, unfortunately. Uh, People have done a transmission repair, spent lots of money. Come to find out there's still a problem and the money they spent was wasted. Best money you will ever spend on any repair in the automotive field is the money you spend on diagnosis with a qualified technician at a quality facility. Because in the long run, it will save you money um, over and over again. No question about it. We also offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home, along with low-cost rental vehicles at all four locations. Jump on westautomotivegroup.com, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's westautomotivegroup.com. Once again, westautomotivegroup.com, and you can go there. You can also check out uh, Auto Man segments, where I'm the Auto Man on the CW, uh, on Friday morning news and Friday evening news, um, and also uh, Fox 5 on uh, mid-morning Wednesday news. Uh, you can check out the Auto Man segments. But they're they're on our YouTube uh channel right from uh, westautomotivegroup.com you can click on that go you can also click on auto talk radio where you'll find all our podcasts that uh, we post for uh uh this show here um and you can also if you want to uh take the podcast to go etc make it easy you can find all of our podcasts are available through apple podcast google podcast pandora deezer stitcher spotify iheartradio.com and tune in um just uh hop on any of those and just put in the answer san diego When it pops up, find a Saturday morning show, Auto Talk's there, and you can just take it, listen, do whatever you want with it as far as that goes, so it's a good way to find them. Um, You can email me also anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com, autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. And speaking of that, um, I do want to give a shout out quickly to, uh, um, tonight is the uh, San Diego's uh, prestigious teddy uh, bear ball. Um, if you're not familiar with this, you can Google it. Uh this is put on for uh by Cruise for Kids. Um some great stuff. Uh uh the West Automotive Group is also a, a, a sponsor of it, along with uh uh Smart Investing Group, Mr. Brent Welsey. Um all of the donations to this go to uh, needy children, um and sick children, etc. Uh not only do we collect a bunch of teddy bears, but we collect uh, uh they do a silent auction and all kinds of great stuff. The money all goes help out uh, children that are needy for sure so during the holiday season in that which is a great benefit um so it's just a really good thing it's one of the one of the things we got involved in a few years ago and uh um just a a great uh great event and uh the money goes for such a great cause so um yep you can check that out uh if uh, you're interested there still are some tickets available uh you could email me at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. group.com. It is tonight at seven o'clock at the Hyatt Regency in San Diego. So uh UTC. I'm sorry, right here by the station. But uh um a great event for sure. Once again, that's autotalk at dot group.com if you would like more information about this evening. Um great cause. Money goes for a good cause. So good stuff for sure. Uh give us a call here at one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. eight eight eight-344-1170. That's eight eight eight-three four four eleven seventy. Anything automotive related, as you know, we're talking about direct injection, but I'm also talking about anything else related. We're talking about some EV stuff. Um, So another uh, EV thing that came up, uh, uh, Ford canceled one of their, Ford had uh, uh, a thing going with Rivian uh, project, which was, is another EV, uh, uh, they were to produce a joint electric vehicle under the Ford brand. And it's now been canceled. Um, I was reading so uh, according to a report from car and driver CEO uh, Ford CEO Jim Farley said the company has progressed far enough with its own EV program that it doesn't need to partner with other automakers so as Ford has scaled it scaled its own EV strategy and demand for Rivian vehicles has grown we're mutually decided to focus on our own projects and deliveries Ford said in a statement to car and driver our relationship with Rivian is an important part of our journey Ford remains an investor and ally on the shared path to the electrified future. So uh, Ford did recently announce a target of producing 600,000 EVs by 2024, more than doubling the initial projected output throughout the time. Rivian earlier this month had a uh, resounding successful IPO, earning a valuation nearly of $86 billion. So um, they're still moving forward, but uh, not together. Um, I think they did, Ford has used, uh, some, uh, of, uh, Rivian's technology. That's, uh, one way that they got some of their information. So Ford has built two new, uh, or Ford is going to build two new, uh, North American EV battery, uh, f- factories actually build two north american factories that will make batteries for roughly 600,000 EVs per year and uh, that come from the D- Detroit Free Press joint venture with the battery maker SK Innovation of Korea production of batteries expected to start by the middle of the decade hmm. interesting stuff so more more old EV stuff uh coming and you're going to we're going to see more of this in the future and stay on top of it um like i said what we were talking about a little earlier i was quite uh interested to find out that uh um ev wise that tesla was number rated number 27 as far as reliability um so i i just for some reason presumed i don't know if like you folks i mean cuz they got a lot of evs out there um they're that they uh obviously the number one producer that they would have been ranked better than that but i guess not so information for sure for sure uh let's grab uh mike and Dayton real quick good morning mike hey what's going on brian oh you know just sitting here talking to myself <laughs> oh, i'm sure you're not talking to
3: yourself there's <laughs> a lot of people appreciate your service man
2: hey uh i got a question on the
3: o2 02 sonata two four uh put a crank sensor on this thing and a crank sensor code and with limited uh scan tool ability um why am i still not getting fire uh, anything on top of your head? I hear grounds are an issue, but it's the funniest thing because we just put an alternator on it, like no more than two days ago before this all started,
4: mm-hmm. and
3: after yeah. that it just seemed odd. <laughs> but it was throwing a crank sensor code, so I went ahead and put it. You know, if i if you've ever done those, that uh, they're behind the timing belt, and um, they're yeah. Kind of fun.
2: yeah. So um, you one thing I've seen with those also is. Well, number one, you put an alternator on and it started and ran after yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, and not
3: how- for very long, but about I mean, I got maybe a block or two and it's charging fine. You know, that's not an issue
2: because
3: mm-hmm. I could be able to start it up again. You know, and it was fourteen five or whatever, but it's throwing a crank sensor code. And for me, I have so no idea. It, I mean,
2: is it running and throwing a crank sensor code?
3: No. Okay. Oh, no, so it's, so it's, it's not no, no start. Crank no
2: start. Crank no start. Okay. So, hey, one thing is so I've seen uh, alternators short out internally and and kill okay. the crank crank sensor code. So, um, you know, if is you that? yeah. So, n- easy enough to do that is just disconnect the alternator from from the sure. vehicle obviously cuz on the battery the vehicle mm-hmm. will start and run, you know um sure sure disconnect the alternator from it if the thing starts and runs then you got to short it internally in the alternator and, wow, and, and it's I've kind of a quint yeah so I had, a, I had a porsche that did this to me one time and actually poor <laughs> i ended up figuring out but porsche couldn't even figure it out and it ended up with us and i spent quite <laughs> a bit of time with this car and every time um um you it would initially try to start and it would start mm-hmm. and it was the diode uh, trio was shorting out inside the alternator. And it would actually uh um not only kill the crank sensor, but it would drive the car full rich. I eventually got it to start and run only at idle, um, but it would mm-hmm. run at nine percent CO. So I started figuring mm-hmm. out like hey, something's up here and ended up uh disconnecting the alternator, man. Things started and ran like a champ. Then tested I the like alternator. That. Dang man, we got a bad dio trio inside this thing that shorted the ground. Uh so it it was whacking the computer is what it was doing. It was just Yeah. Oh. So and, I've and, never
3: heard of that. Wow. Well, okay.
2: and it's important because the a lot in, in that Sonata too, maybe the the PCM probably controls the charging through it, it's pro, okay. it's linked to to the PCM. So um, a short inside there can really screw it up. Just just a thought wow. to start there because it seems yeah. kind of coincidental yeah. that all you had was yeah. an alternator problem. Now you made it down the block, and now you have uh, a, a exact a crank exactly. sensor problem. Okay.
3: Okay. Yeah. I'll check that. Uh, yeah. I'll do that this morning. It, so easy enough to check, check out.
2: Really yeah, sure, for sure. Sure, yeah. yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because the crank says no fun to replace again because, I mean, the timing bell's got to come on, blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah, correct. So, Bef- yeah, I'll be- check that. Correct. Before, yeah, I, uh, mm-hmm. that's just one of those things. I mean, it's uh, usually I look back on something like that and say, yeah, you know, it can't be a coincidence. We just put an alternator on this and it made it a block. So. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah,
3: she hadn't been driving it for a while. She's an older lady, and um, just trying to help her out. But um, she doesn't recall it ever doing this before either. So that that kind of points to
2: that. So, all right, man. Yeah. Yep. I'll check that out. Hey, let me know, man. What's fine? I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, my friend. Good talking to you.
3: Hey, you too. Take ha- care, man.
2: You take care. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. Bye. All right, folks. We're gonna have to take our last break here. Give me a call. 1-888-344-1170. That's eight eight eight. Three four four eleven seventy. Anything automotive related. Here to talk to you about. You listen to Auto Talk Radio on the answer, San Diego and K Praise. We'll be Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. Nobody's in the house with me today, except for my producers, but uh, it's all good. Like I told Mike that just called in, just sitting here talking to myself, man, you know, doing my thing. You can give me a call here at 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive related you want to talk about, here to talk to you. talking about some uh, direct-injected gasoline. Uh, vehicles GDI as we call it and some of the important things with it why we're we've been switching to GDI uh, along with some other EV things that we were discussing a little bit about um, I was also just looking at uh, some of the news that uh, uh, Mazda's br- is bringing back vehicle production to the U.S. Uh, Motor Trend names the Lucid Air EV as its car of the year. I don't even know what that car is, to be honest with you, which is kind of strange. So I, I'm going to have to go take a look at that a minute. But there's the a little other news about uh, EV stuff. Uh, the National Highway Traffic Standard Administration is uh, investigating a crash involving a Tesla using the company's full self-driving software. Um, always been a little leery of a car driving me around. I don't think we're to the Jetsons' uh, uh, time yet, so... Um there's been a couple crashes with those cars doing that kind of stuff. You need to really pay attention if you're going to let your car just drive you around. Uh it's probably not not the greatest idea for sure. So one one of those things, but just a couple uh a couple uh EV things that uh were worth mentioning there for sure as far as that goes. Anyway. Um let's see here. Gasoline direct injection. That's uh that we're talking about. But folks, uh, give us a call at one 344 1170 That's 888 344 1170 I do also want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there uh, without question. At the West Automotive Group, we do not stock any other line of battery for one simple reason. They are the number one technician recommended battery nationwide. Definitely the highest quality out there. So if you need a battery for any of your vehicles, jump on westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com. Make an appointment right there off our website. You can. And uh, get in, and we will install an interstate battery for you. If you need a battery for any other need, uh, you can check them out because they have a battery for everything at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate battery, a battery for every need. Highest quality out there. No question. Hands down. No question. We use them for everything. So... Uh, by the way, you can jump on westautomotivegroup.com and make an appointment for anything you need to come in to see us for. Um, or get the phone number of each location uh, that's on there. Very simple. And uh, give us a call, and we'll get you all set up that way too. Whatever works for you. We try to communicate uh, as best um, for each client. So everybody likes a different way to, to get things and need things. But we try to keep you appraised uh, of uh, your vehicle needs regularly, sitting out little notices to you once you're a client, uh, time and mileage-wise, etc., Keep you on top of your vehicle servicing. In today's busy lifestyle, it's hard to stay on top of things. So in um, and, and mentioning, I, I, we use our own service to service our vehicle. So set up in uh, um, um, our systems as far as that goes for um, our uh, uh, company vehicles, each manager, each location, their email set up in, in our shuttle vehicles are set up in our system because it's obviously we service them. Um, so that they get emails when they're due. So, because we get busy and we forget even our own stuff, you know, it's hard to stay on top of. So uh, that way, they get emails for uh, their uh, location, company vehicles to be serviced. We were just talking about this yesterday. So, good thought. It's uh, uh, we have several different avenues. We even have a thing called Owner Auto Site. If you come to the West Automotive Group, that that uh, um, once you sign up, all your stuff is in in that uh, uh system as far as that goes and you can log on and you can actually uh, if you have any questions about your service or repair you can see all the service and repairs basically the invoices from when your vehicles went into us so makes it really nice and a great feature and it's uh, uh available to anybody that's a client of the West Automotive Group so uh, a couple good things that that I don't always talk about because I just um you know we're dealing with it all the time and it's second nature but it's a great thing for a client to know so that is available if you're a part of the West Automotive Group uh, clientele. You just log on and uh, can see all your stuff and keep track of it anytime you want. So we have some clients that love to do that. We have some clients that just like the email, l- reminding them when it's time for service, and then we go over their service needs when they come in. So it just depends. Everybody's a little different depending on what they need or want. So good stuff for sure. Um, yep, so we're talking about uh, a couple of EV things in, in GDI. As that goes, let's see here where we were with that. Uh, so the parameters have greater influence on the engine efficiency and compression ratio when you're dealing with GDI. And I don't want to get too technical or in this, uh, but uh, basically, what it comes down to I mean, uh, GDI operates with a leaner mixture, that's why it can run. Uh, it saves fuel. It used, in other words, the statement that less fuel, less fuel, a leaner mixture, um, unthrottled at part part loads, uh, improvements in which improves fuel economy for sure. Uh, a full load, the GDI engine operates with uh, homogeneous charge and stoichiometric or slightly rich mixture, which is slightly above stoichiometric is is often the best place to run a vehicle, the most power. Emissions reduction, et cetera. You get everything out of it. Gives a a better power output, like I just said. Um, Is injected into the cylinder before the spark plug ignites at low and medium loads. Um, So I'm not going to get way down into this. But the whole idea about this is just it's way more efficient. And that's why we've gone to GDI. Um, And it just... If you've driven... If you drive a port-injected vehicle and then you drive... Uh, a, a direct injected vehicle you would say well it's the same engine let's say take, takes ford's 2.3 liter uh, turbo uh a motor their eco boost motor right and if you driven one before that's port injected and then you drive, or, drive a gdi one gdi one has like twice the power you would say it's like wow this thing drives way better in response ratio and all that it's a big difference um so if you just go out and drive one to the other, you're going to know um, why we've moved forward with a direct injection and away from a port injection, et cetera. If you ever driven one that was carbureted, then you really know why. So there's such a big difference when it comes to actually the performance of the vehicle. And once again, one of the other things, like like I said uh, um, uh the emissions are also lower because we get a better burn cycle it's cleaner et cetera. less is going into the exhaust for the catalyst to clean up as far as that goes um so it, it's really reduced co2 emitted uh, uh emissions uh uh which is one of the gases bringing about global warming so to to degree c to decrease co2 emitted from the vehicles It's required. You need to decrease fuel consumption, and that's one of the things that GDI does. Um, So, and it's extremely works well with turbocharged applications, uh, without question. So, um, and it just can be controlled so much better. So, uh, the turbocharged GDI engines have showed great potential to meet the contradictory targets of lower fuel consumption as well as high torque and power output so that's really where we're going with these and 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 they work well and they run well as i said uh co emissions are very low in gdi engines um which in in we live here in the state of california we all know how important this is uh cold starts emissions are lowered too i mean all around it's it's just a. um a way better operating system so as far nox is typically uh um higher at combustion uh uh um temperatures and pressures but uh can be controlled with GDI uh so it, it's it's a really great system I, I can't say anything more about it and uh, as far as that goes um you know, and like I said, there's so much information to get into uh, on GDI. If you really want the technical information, uh, you you can look it up on the uh, 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 Internet. Obviously, you can go through the Google machine. But uh, um, there and there's a lot of. Uh, um, you can just read over it and that if you're if that technically, like I said, I don't want to get that far into it. One One of the things that is a concern with GDI that we deal with. Um, that I always tell clients, is carbon buildup, though, um, which this means a lot to... To uh, um, With port injection and carburetors, the fuel went through the intake and over the top of the intake valve, which in, would help reduce the amount of carbon buildup on the backside of the intake valve. Now what we're getting is large carbon buildup because the fuel is sprayed directly into the combustion chamber, and therefore... It does not go across the backside of the valve in, in assisting and in cleaning. Because if you used quality fuel previously and you had port injected vehicle, that fuel sprayed across there uh, would help reduce the amount of carbon buildup. We don't have that option anymore. But what does happen is the fuel gets sprayed in. The valve opens for air intake um, when the air just goes across it and then Allows some of that atomization settles on the on the back of the valve and carbon buildup is produced. And now we're seeing extreme amount of carbon buildup. How do you deal with this on a car? Well, what starts happening when you get a lot of carbon buildup on the back of an intake valve, we end up with misfires. Um, so as far as that goes, because what happens, it really leans the system out. That carbon, when hot, absorbs the fuel atomization, it can and when that happens then you end up with with misfires cuz you get a lean what's called a lean misfire the only way to reduce that carbon buildup it on a regular basis is induction services to prevent a uh, real high carbon buildup so on a gdi vehicle we recommend uh, a maintenance of performing induction service once a year without question it's great on other vehicles and helps out It port fuel too but uh in with GDI vehicles, it's almost required because here's what happens if you don't keep that clean. I'll be straight up and honest with you, which I always am. Um, you get such carbon buildup. When it gets to a point point, starts to misfire, now the only option is to pull the intake and, and, and walnut uh, shell blast the valves individually to remove that carbon because it gets so built up in there, there's no way to correct it otherwise. Um Versus if yearly you do an induction service and cleaning, um, you run a really good chance of never having to pull the intake and, and do that repair. Um, that's a costly repair, especially on some of these vehicles, pulling the intakes. Uh, um, we've done some of the V6 Fords, et cetera, that people have driven 100,000 miles without a uh, induction service. And uh, when you do that, there you should see the carbon buildup on these um, I've often have taken pictures of them. Obviously, I can't show you pictures on the radio. doesn't really work here. But um, the carbon buildup is is astronomical, and, and these cars come in running really badly. So, um, and it what is it from? It's truly from the fact that uh, um, not doing induction service, not cleaning that carbon out, and uh, now they have a problem. So, um, that is a very costly repair, as I always tell folks. And uh, it's very labor-intensive, obviously, if you consider it. And you might say walnut shells. Well, so we use walnut shells for for a couple reasons. Number one, um, they don't damage anything there when you peen them against the valve. They do break up the carbon, though. Number two, if any little bits are ingested into the motor, the motor will burn them up and spit them out. There's no doubt. I mean, you wouldn't want to sandblast the valve. You end up with sand in your motor, take out the rings and all that stuff in short order. It's not going to work out. We found that walnut shells won't damage the inside of a motor. So whatever's ingested slightly. We try not to ingest much. We peen the valve while it's closed and then try to suck all the carbon out and stuff. Um, But whatever little is left behind will burn through the engine and not damage the motor. So that's why you use walnut shells. Um, And uh, it does uh, clean the valves up. But once again, you want to try to prevent from having to do that service if if you can get away with it. So an induction service is non-intrusive as far as that goes. It's a chemical cleaning, but boy, does it remove the, uh, um, the carbon off the valves. Yeah. And it do it yearly. And you might say, well, why can't I just do an induction service at a hundred thousand miles? Well, you'd have to do so much of it to try to remove that carbon that it's not going to happen. So that's why, uh, we recommend a regular maintenance thing. It removes the uh, yearly buildup of carbon, and, and it helps keep the valves clean, and you never get to that situation. But once it gets that bad, you're kind of stuck with the, the the blasting with the walnut shells. So um, just one, one of those things for sure. Um, so no, present day uh, engines now with uh, the direct injection uh, systems are a little more expensive. Um, components, uh, are very well made though. And if taken care of, like I said, they last a long time. So, uh, there may be, uh, so, uh, spray guided, uh, GDI is kind of the next thing to come. Um, but we're going to continue. Uh, w- the uh, manufacturers will continue to make the systems better as we go, as far as that goes. So, um, and it will continue to grow, and we will continue to to see uh as you all know by what is it twenty thirty four or something we're supposed to be all electric vehicles only being sold in California gasoline vehicles won't be off the road till long after that. Think about how many twenty year old vehicles are running around right now, so that's uh twenty uh fifty four by the time you might be seeing uh you know ninety percent electrical vehicles on the road. Um, and we're just going to see where things go, but, uh, obviously talking about the EVs and that, uh, everything breaks, uh, uh, just one of those, uh, one of those things, uh, cars will tend to still need to be maintained. Yes. You're going to reduce things like, uh, obviously we won't be changing, uh, uh, oil on a vehicle anymore. Um, when you go to full electric, we're not going to be putting spark plugs in a vehicle anymore doing those things, but, uh. There's a lot of electrical system maintenance on these vehicles, and everything is computer-controlled, that's for sure. So doing a lot more module replacements uh, and items like that as we're servicing the vehicles. So, And that will be part of the service. And if you already own a Tesla, you know that they go in for service. So it's just a little bit different kind of service as far as that goes um, with those. So uh, some information for you all. I hope uh, today uh, um, the GDI was uh interesting to y'all um like i said there's there's multiple things i can get into that a lot deeper but uh the really stuff that you need to know um is is that basically it has uh and is uh producing way more power output better drivability lower emissions lower fuel consumption so that's why we moved on to it and and like i said if you go out and compare the same like call uh quality uh um um vehicle such as you took a a port injected uh motor then drove it and then you took the same model in that uh, but a GDI motor and driven it you'd really know the difference and the power output is amazing compared to uh um what what a port or or if you had a carbureted one and you drove that what what it puts out so as far as that goes um so just some interesting stuff well, didn't get many calls this morning, but I'm sure all you guys are kind of enjoying your Thanksgiving weekend. Um, just remember if you uh, um, need to get your vehicles in or checked out or anything, we're there for you. Check out uh, westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com, and you can uh, uh, hop on there and make any appointments, etc., and uh, go from there. Uh let's see. Anything else automotive I should bring up to you folks today before we head... Uh, on into the uh, close of the show this morning. Um, I'm just keeping an eye on, like I said, uh, the different things going on uh, with the EVs and that, and and the information that I brought you this morning. And then, of course, like uh, the GDI we talked about, some interesting things. I'm interested to find out from Mike if uh, the alternator is shorted out on that Sonata. That uh, seems like a uh, <clears throat> something that I've seen happen before, so... If he's got a, uh, I think he's getting crank uh, sensor codes because he's uh, the car won't start, sorting out. So um, it's highly possible that that uh, is his cause. It'll it'll be good good to find out. Uh, always like those questions and always like to figure out what uh, uh, the answer is uh, uh, when it uh, um, come, comes comes due and we figure out what's going on as far as that goes. Uh, we'll grab Alan real quick in Chula Vista before we log off here. Good morning, Alan.
4: Uh, hey, hey, I tried to call in earlier when you were talking about the uh, the er uh, about direct fuel injection. Nobody answered the phone, so I figured it was a previous program. But
2: I'm going to um, yell at them. Thanks, Alan.
4: Okay. <laughs> Any, anyway, uh, I, I had a number of things go through my mind about uh, fuel injection and all that. Uh-huh. And I learned something new on that this morning because I thought direct fuel injection was behind the intake valve. Mm mm. Okay, so this is something new, and it it kind of reminds you of a diesel engine—the way a diesel works.
2: The exact—that's a great example. Yes, yeah. so it it's direct injected gasoline is just like a diesel style injector. It's actually in the combustion chamber.
4: Right. Yeah, and very efficient. Yes. Um, it it kind of brought a, a, a thought to mind about the the hemi, uh, the Chrysler hemi engines. Yes, sir. They Have that that uh, dome shaped uh, combustion chamber. Is, is is there an advantage to that? Does it Distribute the fuel more evenly, or or uh, burn more evenly with a, with a Hemi engine.
2: It burns more evenly, and most vehicles these days operate on that style of combu- combustion chamber. As far as that goes, so okay. so, I, it, and they don't call them Hemi's anymore. But uh, back then, in, in when they came out with the Hemi in the sixties. That was revolutionary because of the design and where the spark plugs w- was placed, to be honest with you. That was what that was all about. And, yes, it did help for a com- more complete and and, and uh, uh, even burn, if that made sense.
4: Yeah, and I, I remember when I was a teenager uh, in f- 1957, the 57 Chevy. Which is a classic car.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I think that was the first fuel injected engine, and I couldn't figure out what the heck it was all about.
2: <laughs> that was mechanical fuel injection. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't electronic, and it was, uh, it was, it was, it was different. Uh, it it took a lot to keep it in order, and that's why it didn't last long. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but it was a cool concept.
4: It, it it was and It was a beginning. You
2: know. It was a beginning. That's for. I,
4: I do have kind of a question about the car we've got. We have a 2006 Toyota Matrix, mm-hmm. and, and it's been a good car mechanically, uh, you know, and reliable and everything, but it has a hesitation uh, when you accelerate, like if you're on the freeway changing lanes in traffic or, you know, whatever, you know, where you need quick acceleration, Yep. it, it has a hesitation, and I asked my service guy about it, and he said all of them do that.
2: Well, and, some of them do in that flat spot, and it can be programming fuel, fuel the way it is, could also be a carbon buildup. Hey, Alan, I'm going to have to scoot right now. I appreciate you calling in. Um, happy to talk to any of you uh, and all of you about anything automotive related. We will be back next Saturday. Keep the rubber side down, the shiny side up. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. Don't eat too much. Be safe, folks. We do appreciate you joining Auto Talk Radio here on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. We'll see you next Saturday.